Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We have been going through the book of Colossians. We're at the end of the third chapter. We're actually going to the fourth chapter today in just a second. But I want us to remember what we've been seeing here in this third chapter. Paul is dealing with some situations in the body of Christ, and he has told us some phenomenal things in the first two chapters about who they were in Christ, who Christ is. And he's dealing with uh, issues that are arising from people that are misteaching things, okay, that are perverting the truth of the gospel. So he winds up telling all the people in the third chapter, hey, make sure you seat the things above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of the Father. Set your mind on these things, okay? Remember, you've died to your, your fleshly life. Your true life is hidden in Christ, okay? Hidden with Christ in God is the phrase that's actually used. And that uh, to consider all of your earthly body things to be dead, okay? So no immorality, no impurity, no passion, no evil desire, that type of thing. Because the wrath of God comes out and comes upon those who function with that type of thing, the sons of disobedience. And he said, put aside anger, wrath, malice, slander, abusive speech. Don't, don't even practice those things. Don't lie to one another. But do this. Put on the new self. Be renewed. And realize that we're all equal. They're not Greek, Jews, circumcised, uncircumcised, etc., but we're chosen of God, and we're chosen. Because of that, we're holy and beloved. So he tells us to put on a heart of compassion, bear with one another, forgive one another, but above all these things, to put on love, because that love is the perfect bond of unity. And then he told us to let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. The peace of Christ is there. We simply need to let it rule, not to quench it. And he said, let the word of Christ richly dwell within you. Okay, impart the word into ourselves. Let that word dwell within us. And he tells us how to get along, to admonish and teach one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness. And then he said, hey, whatever you do in word and deed, do it in the name of the Lord and give thanks in all things. And then he started uh, dealing with some particular things, particularly within the family relationship among believers that wives will be subject to the husbands. Husbands, make sure you love your wives. Uh, children, be obedient to your parents. Fathers, don't exasperate your children. And slaves, be obedient to your masters. Okay? Because the bottom line is, whatever you do, whatever you do in your work, work heartily. Work hard. as for the Lord rather than for men. In other words, don't do it just for uh, the appearance, okay, for the sake of appearance, looking like, you're doing right, but your heart is really not in it. Uh, what he called external service, just pleasing men. No, do it with sincerity of heart and fear the Lord. I think it's a very important thing. Whatever you do, do your work heartily. Ask for the Lord rather than for man. Then he picks up in the fourth chapter, verse 1, another group right here. And remember, there's no chapter division, no verse division in the original documents. But he picks up really the last little group right here that he wanted to speak to, and it says this, Masters, grant to your slaves justice and fairness, knowing that you too have a master in heaven. 
So he's talking to those masters who are believers. So he's talked to who? Wives, husbands, fathers, children, slaves, and masters. So he says, you grant justice to them. You grant fairness to them. Why is that? Well, you know that you have a master too. We all serve somebody, right? Now, verse 2 of Colossians 4 says this. And he goes back to uh, uh, basically speaking to everybody. Devote yourself to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. There's thanks again. This is the third time in these recent verses that he mentions being thankful. Verse 3, praying at the same time for us as well that God will open up to us a door for the word so that we may speak forth the mystery of Christ for which I have also been in prison, that I may make it clear in the way I ought to speak. So he's letting them know a couple things that's going on right here, okay? First of all, he says, you need to devote yourself to prayer, to being in that relationship with the Most High God. Keep alert in prayer. Notice the way we keep alert is in prayer. And to do it with an attitude, do it with a mindset of thanksgiving. And you pray at the same time for us. He said, please pray for me. He's in prison at this time. And he's saying, pray for me because I'm in prison. And pray that a, a door of opportunity for the word will open. That God will open up to us a door for the word. You notice that Paul didn't say that the Lord will open up these prison doors and let me out of here. Now, there may be an inference there with the open up the door for the word. He simply wanted to proclaim the word. Even if he was in prison, he proclaimed the word. Oh, that's when, when he was in prison in Rome, there were uh, several soldiers that believed. They became believers. We'll beat them to glory someday. Okay? But he says, pray for me because I'm in prison uh, because of the uh, mystery of Christ. He says, pray for me that I may speak forth the mystery of Christ for which I have also been imprisoned, that I may make it clear in the way I ought to speak. And that's sort of amazing, isn't it, that Paul wanted to make it clear in the way that he ought to speak. He wanted to come across clearly. He wanted to speak what he should speak. He also did not want to speak what he shouldn't have spoken. Now, the next two verses will be done, verses 5 and 6. Conduct yourselves with wisdom toward outsiders, making the most of the opportunity. Okay? So he's telling them to walk with wisdom toward those who are outside. Well, outside of what? Outside the faith to those who are believers. The making most of the opportunity can actually be traded redeeming the time. I really like that, redeeming the time. Making the most, redeeming them a time that the Lord has granted us. So make the most of the opportunity that you have in this life. Conduct yourself with wisdom toward those who are outside. Then verse 6. Let your speech always be with grace, as though seasoned with salt, so that you will know how you should respond to each person. I guess think of that for a moment. He says, let all your speech be done with grace. Graciously. May your speech be gracious, is one translation. And he says, it's seasoned with salt. 
And we all know how salt is. And salt brings flavor, right? Salt also brings healing. Salt also uh, preserves. Okay? Salt's an interesting thing. And so he says, bring forth your speech like that, that is seasoned with the grace, so that you will know how you should respond to each person. He says, if you live this way, if you conduct yourself with this wisdom, if you make the most of the opportunities, if you devote yourself to prayer, then when you're speaking, if you will speak the grace of the Lord, then you'll know how you should respond to each person, which tells us what? That there's different responses. And we shouldn't just be doing a cookie cutter explanation, a cookie cutter uh, uh, answer to questions that people may have. Each one is different. The Lord will give us, folks, what we need when we need it. We rest in Him and trust in Him. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. And I'll see you in the next episode.